so it is one of those things of making sure maybe run one of those programs, restarting your computer. That way, everything is just completely at a fresh start. Um, we do that a lot of times with the with live streaming equipment. If you're going live, um, you want to make sure that everything it's, itself is like ready to go, that you have the most computing power available to you. And that helps by just having everything completely cleaned out. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Do Marketing Differently podcast presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton, and this is the podcast dedicated to marketers who want to serve first and stand out of the crowd. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast because we're going to bring you weekly tips and tricks, resources uh, for those who want to be the ne- the go-to name in their industry. Uh, this week, we are talking about an amazing topic, which which is basically that is on everybody's minds, Zoom calls and recorded calls and conference calls and all that, and why you should record all of those. And uh, we're going to dive into that, but I have to welcome my uh, amazing co-host, Miss Lauren Lewis. How's it going, Miss Lauren? going good. How are you, Brian? Doing well, doing well. Trying to keep that social distancing thing here, you know, making sure that, you know, well, you know, when you're recording a Zoom call, you got to talk about how to make sure that everything is framed accordingly, make sure audio is good and all that. So I'm excited to kind of dive into this. Uh, but before we do that, we like to start off with something fun. And what is that? We like to start off every episode with what are you obsessed with this week? So Brian, what are you obsessed with? This week, man, uh, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, staying at home, doing a lot of home projects. I'm starting to kind of get into. I've always like enjoyed like decorating and stuff, and I always love the like home renovation shows. For some reason, I've just never been a carpenter kind of guy. I've been more right. of a techie guy, and so uh, yeah, so I've kind of gotten into like uh, some of the home renovation stuff and like all the things you can do with woodworking. And I have a lot of friends that do it already, but it, it's like, I kind of got to do that this weekend, redoing our pantry and stuff. And so I was, yeah, I'm kind of like, I've like been researching and seeing what all the things you can do. And it's, it's really interesting. I've been a car guy. And so a lot of that kind of translates into the woodworking area. And it's actually easier to do woodworking than it is. To Wait, do like, woodworking is the same as cars? Uh, <laughs> No, I just meant like uh, repairing. So right, okay, you're okay. doing like body work and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of like wood filler and things that are kind of the same. You're sanding and shaping and painting and making sure everything works. And I'm still terrible at it. Oh, God. terrible. But yes, I've been kind of diving into that. So it's it's been uh yeah, it's been a good change of pace from the tech side of stuff that I yeah. usually do. So, yeah, but anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, what about you? Um, so mine's tech. Well, hey, kind of. all right. But um, so I have recently been looking for an app to do more photo editing with. And there's, of course, a million apps mm. out there um, and kind of finding what I needed because I'm not a professional like f- photo editor and everything like that. But um, I wanted some that had a little bit more features. And I kind of found that you kind of just get what you pay for. And so um, I found one called Lenza. Lenza. And have you ever tried that one? I have not. No. Um, so I really like it because um it makes like there when you hit the magic correction button, like it's actual automatically corrected editing is actually really good. Huh. Um and it's got some of the like, you know, I guess editing features that make you feel really good about yourself where it kind of like smooths <laughs> things out, but it doesn't yeah. look fake. And that's one of the most of those apps are just horrendous where you can see that someone has been using a like a face editor or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but so I've really enjoyed it. Um, 
It was pretty affordable. Um, it was like, it's actually only like two bucks a month and everything, but I've really enjoyed it with some of my photos playing around with what you can also do with the backgrounds and the different features with it. So I would highly recommend you can try it out for free for like two weeks um, before you decide to pay for it and everything. But it's a, it's a really good app. You should check it out. Nice. Nice. I like that. And maybe we need to do that more often. Maybe bring some like tips and tools and stuff you know, right like up front. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have a weekly one. Okay. We're going to do that. Weekly app. We're just going to start doing that. Weekly app that we're going to test out and try or just tool or something like that because uh, I think that would be beneficial. Let us know. That's something that you guys want us to do because... Uh, I mean, I like that. I like all the tools. Yeah, stuff me too. too. So, me too. Um, all right. Hey, let's not waste any time. Let's dive into this topic. So, Lauren, do you have a quote for us? To kick us off here. I do. So, this quote, and <laughs> the uh, source is very, rather interesting uh, from Footwear News, uh, but. I think everyone's talking about Zoom right now. And so um, there's a lot of interesting news outlets that are talking about. But they were talking about the success of Zoom. And they said, the success has been mirrored in the U.S. and other regions impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Between March 7th and March 22nd, Zoom has seen a consistent increase in downloads per day, rising from 195,000 to nearly 2 million at the end of that period. This rise, this rise coincides with the number of businesses migrating to a work-from-home policy, as well as increasing number of consumers who are using the software for their social interactions. So pretty much from me, from my perspective, everyone's using Zoom right now. Yeah, yeah. That's a great perspective to have. <laughs> uh, it's insane, those numbers of like how much the increase has happened, obviously, since since the pandemic. I mean, it only makes sense, but there are a lot of other companies kind of getting lost in, in the dust, which, you know, Skype and um, I'm trying to think, Loom obviously does a, a screen recording sharing, mm -hmm. but um, there's a lot of other companies that do Cisco... Um, Go like go to meeting that type of stuff. Webex, uh, there's a lot of those those platforms out there. But Zoom apparently has done a great job of making it easy to use. Mm -hmm. And so in this episode, we wanted to talk about that, like why you need to be recording those calls because you never know what you can use as content, especially yeah. if you're doing strategy meetings or something with your with your team, um, client calls, coaching calls, um, or just even just kind of a general behind the scenes. This is a great way to document what's going on. And so, um, but let's kind of dive into the first topic, Lauren, what is that? Well, I mean, really, how can you use Zoom to create content? I mean, I think it's, you think about, I'm just having a meeting with some of my staff. How could that ever be exciting or interesting to someone else? Yeah. Well, and I, that's what I think it is. The uh, Gary Vee says it best, right? He's like, don't create document mm -hmm. like you're just documenting what's going on. And it really is up to kind of a video editor to make something interesting out of it. But uh, my thing and we've done this actually for other clients is cutting down those just general calls uh, into little snippets. So it could be one of those things where, you know, if you're already going through an agenda, right, and you're already naming out certain things that you're going to be talking about, maybe that's something your clients want to know. It's like, all right, guys, you know, we have this problem around marketing. Like what, what tools are we going to be using for photo editing? And then, you know, Lauren here comes up with a photo and she says, Hey, this is a great photo editing app. Uh, this is, I think is going to be, it's really easy to use. They do all this. That in and of itself is a great little short clip that you're bringing value um, as content that you could give to your audience. And so it is one of those things that's like you, but you don't know those things until you just make sure to record that. And it's already mm -hmm. free. It's included in that. Even if you have the free version, you can record those meetings. Um, if you have the paid version, obviously gives you more capabilities, but um, they do a great job on the back end of giving giving you those files and it's easy to access. But um, that's that's why I think you just never know what information is going to come out in those calls that you could use as content to uh, to benefit your audience. Yeah, and I think 
a lot of companies are also trying, you know, with staff that are disconnected, they're also trying to do things that are fun. And I think that's really important. You mentioned behind the scenes, and it's hard to imagine that when you're not even at your workplace. But mm-hmm. this is also part of you continuing to build your company culture. And so if you can document maybe a, like a virtual game night or maybe just a check-in with your staff where people, I mean, even if you didn't have the sound on, you could just kind of have a quick little clip of like in a story of showing the smiling faces of staff trying to reconnect. I mean, that's it's reassuring in itself that your business is still functioning as well. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of things that you can do. And I think you're completely right. We should always be documenting just in case that even like a, a leader giving an update to their company about what's going on, you can repurpose that and you know take obviously what would be beneficial to the public and use that. So you're not having to also just re-record yourself 20 times to something that you could have been done once. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, and so today I think we're going to dive into kind of the top tips as well. So Lauren, let's jump into those. Yeah. So we found this awesome article and I love the title is how to not look ugly on a webcam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there is actually some really practical tips or maybe things that you haven't thought of. There are nothing that's just mind blowing, um, but some practical tips to keep um, your Zoom call looking great um, and is easy to be able to repurpose for content. Um, I think we've all seen those funny things of things that have gone wrong on a Zoom call that people just forgot that they were on camera, which is really funny. You should totally check those out. Um, but these tips will hopefully help keep you um, professional and these clips to be able to use um, later on for content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the first one is to mind your background. So tell us a little bit about what should be in your background or what shouldn't be in your background, Brian. Yeah, uh, making sure to have things set up appropriately. So um, with me right now, like I have a shelf behind me. It has some decorations and stuff, which probably could have done a better job of making sure that I had all those things arranged appropriately for the camera shot. But it is one of those that uh, making sure to to show maybe even a little bit of your personality. So if you are at home, right, um, showcasing some of that because it gives you a little more confidence when you're being on on camera. Um, if you don't know, if you're just sitting in the corner and it's a wide view of everything that's in the background of your house, um, at least you should at least be, you know have have that idea of like, okay, I have this pile of dirty clothes over here and I have this, you know, all these toys or whatever else, like try to eliminate all of that stuff. So mess in the background. Um, and then obviously things are just not distracting. Right. And so if you can sit to where you do have some type of wall behind you, um, uh, you know, we're going to talk even like virtual backgrounds and stuff like that, but that makes it easy for the camera to kind of pick up. Um, but it is one of those of making sure that your background is d- distraction free, uh, but also lighting. Uh, you want to make sure to kind of sit if you can with a, a natural source of light, right? So a window or something like that that can kind of give you a little more softer light coming in rather than just the harsh, uh, you know, bulbs that are in your house or fixtures and stuff like that, because a lot of times those cast some harsh shadows. So um, if you can sit facing a window and then the camera is is basically hitting a wall behind you, that's the best scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the weirdest thing, like I've been a photographer for years and years and talking about video and vlogging and different things like that. Um, it was the dumbest thing, but I think Casey Neistat back in like 2016 was helping Justin Bieber learn how to do video blogging or vlogging. And he just said, he's like, just go to a window and then that's where you start recording. And it was to me, I was like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> like you're always fighting lighting, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, just go to a window and then pull like, you know, the, what are the shades? Not the, not the curtains, but like a, what, what is it, Lauren? Help me. Help what me are here. You trying? It's like, you know, you have your curtains that block out light, but then you also have kind of the thinner, thinner layer. Blinds? Of 
no, like a thinner shade. Like a sheer curtain. Sheer curtain. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> the sheer curtain. So it is one of those things like pull that in, especially if it's white, because that gives a, it's almost like a diffuser. Um, and so that can help kind of even soften the light to where you look even better on camera, um, kind of getting rid of those imperfections that we all have. So anyway, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a somewhat of, of a thing to make sure obviously background uh, looks good. Wow. Yeah, we have gone deep. <laughs> um, I think speaking of windows, one thing, um, just a quick tip is to not be backlit. And um, you might not think you're like, OK, he said windows. I'm going to get as many windows as I can. Um, and then behind you is a window and that will cause you basically to be very dark and the rest of your background is going to be very light. Um, and that's what's called being backlit. And do not do that. Face the window. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, for sure. Um, so another tip that I thought was really good was use an Ethernet cable to connect to the Internet and turn off your Wi-Fi. Yes. So why would you do that, Brian? <laughs> well, you want to make sure. I mean, anytime you can get a hard line connection on anything is way better than a wireless connection. Wireless has been, you know, technology has come so far and even just the past few years when it comes to wireless co connections. But even that you you're adding another la layer of something to go wrong or something to have issues with. And so if you can do a hard line into your computer to make sure you just get the strongest Internet connection available, because we all love the the catch up play between, you know, audio and video and things are coming in at different times. And so they they always get out of sync if you don't have a good, strong connection. We've dealt with that, too. I mean, mm -hmm. there's sometimes you just can't. You can't fix that, but if you can try to make sure to at least prepare for those problems, um, Ethernet is going to be the easiest way. So that little Internet cable, make sure it's a uh, plugged into your computer. There's some sound effects. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the third one is acquired environment. And Brian, you've already kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, but really setting up your environment to where you know that you have maybe 30 minutes to an hour of just a quiet environment. And this could be um, turning off the notifications on your phone or putting it into like airplane mode or sleep mode um, is always really wise. So you don't have those dings and everything. Um, it's also right now with social distancing, um, you're generally with your family. And so it's a great time to, you know, if you have young children and um, to see if your spouse could help you out for that, you know, 30 minutes or hour to keep, you know, children from running in. And we, I think there was that famous, um, oh, yeah. news clip <laughs> BBC yeah. reporting on the, some, uh, Asian, uh, particular crisis or something. And, uh, his children come bounding in, <laughs> which was really endearing. And I think that's something oh, yeah. to like remember that, you know, people are very understanding that you're working from home. Um, but if you can have your environment being quiet, that's a great place. Um, that's a great start yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, just, it is one of those things of making sure that, that everything is taken care of in the background, but, um, computer notifications. That's one thing that a lot of people mm. forget is making sure that there are not notifications going off on your computer because, you know, mine are hooked up to my text messaging and everything. So make sure to go in your preferences, kill all of notification sounds or whatever else to make sure that everything's set up, especially if you're the one doing the recording, mm -hmm. those are all going to come in as computer sounds. And so zoom allows those because if you're playing a video or something, they want that audio to come through. So you need to make sure that those things are turned off. So. Absolutely. So this one was one I really had not thought of. Um, and I'm really bad about keeping a, a 20,000 tabs open on my, <laughs> my browser. And I'm also running Photoshop in the background. I'm, I'm doing so many things that I just don't, I forget to close those things, but that can really slow 
your computer down. Um, so do some computer cleaning. So what would that involve, Brian? Uh, well, one thing I, I always do is completely restart before we do a recording because you never know what what is actively running in the background. There are all kinds of programs out there that can make sure, you know, I use Clean My Mac. Um, that's a that's a great program. It has way more capabilities than just like an antivirus software, but it can actually show you, hey, these this is like system junk that's kind of running in the background that you don't even know of. Um, so it is one of those things of making sure maybe run one of those programs, restarting your computer. That way, everything is just completely at a fresh start. Um, we do that a lot of times with the with live streaming equipment. If you're going live, um, you want to make sure that everything it's, itself is like ready to go, that you have the most computing power available to you. And that helps by just having everything completely cleaned out. So I think the tabs thing, making sure all the programs in the background are, are um, completely shut down. But um, that's just a great place to start or restart and then uh, kick off your your call, especially if you're the one recording. It's going to add a lot of weight um, to that uh, to your computing power. And so you want to make sure that everything's shut down. Another great tip is to make sure you're not uploading anything during your call. Um, I'm constantly uploading stuff to Google Drive for my job and everything, but it's always important for me to remember to pause those things or just do that before or after. Um, it's also a great time if you are if you cannot do the Ethernet cable and you are on Wi-Fi, it's a great thing to ask family or if you are still in an office um, to ask you know people around you um, possibly not to be downloading or streaming large things yeah. during that time. Yeah, anybody who's on the Xbox, maybe playing some games <laughs> or something, or even just kids, you know, streaming Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, just have a have a no screen time for thirty minutes while you're while you're trying to do your uh, your your call because that that makes a lot of difference. Sure. And and two, even kind of test out. I mean, it's one of those things that you might test out. Uh, you know, during the day, especially if you're working from home. You know, what times of day are people really using internet? Like, mm -hmm. I'm just noticing it's just slower at one o'clock during the days. Um, maybe that's when times when, you know, parents are letting their kids watch more YouTube or something like that. So you just kind of know like, hey, I need to make sure that we're doing our calls in the morning mm -hmm. um, just to make sure to prevent any kind of issues like that. So awesome. Um, OK, another tip is to frame yourself in the center. So this kind of seems like a duh thing, but I think sometimes when we're kind of in the mode of like talking and, you know, especially if you're in a meeting and everything, you may not be thinking about exactly how you look. Um, but if you want this to record and you want to reuse this later, it's really important to frame yourself. So what what tips would you give, Brian, to framing yourself? Uh, double check all the time. So I'm trying to make sure even myself as we're talking here, that, framed up I like appropriately. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is one of those things that you got to, you know, Framing yourself appropriately. So many people go at the lower angle. Mm -hmm. So because it's just natural, we're holding our phones down. And yeah. so we don't think about it until we're on camera. But it is a lot to like hold up your hand like that. Um, it is a lot to think about putting up your laptop on a stack of books or something like that. Um, I've done that. We've, you know, it's one of those things if you're using your webcam, um, get it at eye level as best as possible because that's going to frame you well. That way you don't have your double chin <laughs> popping up here or just even up, you know, too high up above just kind of looks unnatural. Right. So if you are talking, you want it to be as eye level as possible. Um, and so that's framing yourself, making sure you're kind of in the middle, uh, but then also, you know, eye level with the camera as well. So that's a great tip. All right. Last but not least is make yourself presentable. Um, and again, Seems obvious, but if you are not planning on recording and thinking, um, oh, it's just a meeting, you know, whatever, I'll record it, 
you are, you know, if, okay, from a woman's perspective, your hair's in a messy <laughs> bun, you're in a sweatshirt, you didn't put any makeup on. Um, and then there were some amazing things said. And you're like, oh, we did record it, but I looked horrendous. I would never want to share that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that can be avoided as well as um, when just naturally, if we look, you know, professional or put together and everything, we tend to exude a lot more confidence. We tend to be um, a little bit just more excited um, within those interactions. And so always looking your best um, is a great way to make sure that your content is also presented at its best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is one of those things. I mean, I, I think for guys, just in general, it's, it's easier for us just to hop in front of camera and make sure, but uh, you know, give yourself a check in the mirror. I'm trying to think, make sure I checked myself. Uh, you know, so, um, but it is one of those things you just got to, you know, make sure that uh, everything looks appropriate, fix your hair a little bit or whatever, um, because you don't, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. What's, what's terrible is a lot of times people great, create great content, but then they don't like how they look or they don't like how, you know, the recording went or something like that. It's you have to keep your audience in mind, too. If you're if you're recording these calls with the mindset of like, I want to provide value to my audience or my clients or whatever, uh, you know, a lot of times they don't necessarily care and they will give you that grace. Right. But you want to have that confidence to be like, you know, I'm proud of this. Mm -hmm. It was great content. And, you know, everything's not perfect, but but I can send that out and I still feel professional, still feel like it looks good. Um, and obviously you're just trusting that, you know, the grace that, that other people have and that authenticity that you're trying to communicate will communicate and will connect with your audience. And so, um, but I, I, it really is one of those things of just making sure to have all that stuff just kind of ready to go, just be mindful of it. And, um, you know, don't be, uh, I kind of joke cause I have basically the same outfit for most, uh, black or white shirts or gray shirts and then black hats. Like, uh, you do want to somewhat kind of change up <laughs> what you're wearing too, sure. especially if you're doing multiple in one day. So just kind of keep that in mind to where it does not necessarily that it doesn't look like you're wearing the same thing constantly, but it is one of those things of like, you want to have a brand, mm -hmm. but you also want to make sure that, uh, it kind of changes up the feel of the content. So when people see it, you're wearing something different. It's like, Oh, this is a different day or a different time. Um, that just kind of helps make that connection as well. So, and I don't like, again, Lauren, I don't do well with this because I like my <laughs> blacks and whites. And so not a whole lot of difference in color here. So, uh, but for everybody else, you should totally do that. Sure. <laughs> All right. So those are our top tips for basically creating a killer zoom recording. Okay. Um, but you've got your recording. You did great. You looked fantastic. Um, so Brian, what would you suggest would be the best tools to repurpose that content in an efficient manner? Oh, uh, let's see. So the one one that I use, and it's honestly a free tool that is super easy, especially after Zoom calls. So Ecamm Live is a software. Um, they have a, a companion app that's called Ecamm Movie Tools. And it basically is taking a recording that you've done in Ecamm or Zoom or wherever. And it is a very cut and dry. There's no frills um, to this program but you can trim your video. So you basically import it into this. It shows it on the sidebar. You're just like, that's the video I want. And then you have a little uh, toolbar that you can select, trim this video. And then you can export that at anything. So it's crazy because you can actually do it as an MP4 file. Um, you can do it as MOV file. Uh, you can also just pull the audio straight out of that. So if there was a time you're like, man, that's great content, but I look terrible or my guest was not, you know, having the best appearance or our team or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, you can still pull that audio out and still send that as an audio file. 
so you can export it as MP3, a WAV file, all the different formats um, that kind of give you uh, some different options for that. So uh, yes, Ecamm Movie Tools. It's a free resource. You can download it. Um, I think it's available on PC, obviously for sure on Mac, but um, yeah. should be available for all the platforms. Super easy to use, compresses it, so makes it ready for uploading Facebook, Instagram, web, wherever you want to put it. So yeah. What about you, Lauren? Do you have any other additional tools? I mean, Ecamm is the one that I use. So because you told me to, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it is a really easy tool. And that's something that we're always looking, you know, um, and after that, there are so many great resources out there for whatever you're intending to create the content with. Um, one of our favorites, if you're doing a very small clip that you should totally check out, um, Canva is really playing around with a lot of fun um, templates for video. Um, and I would highly suggest just checking it out. Um, it still has pretty limited capabilities. Um, but if you had a short clip that you were just trying to real quickly um, put in like maybe a little nice graphic frame on there, that would be a great way um, to do that. Um, Canva is free to certain extents and then it's it's very affordable for their pro account. Um, so I would highly suggest that would be a great resource to use. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We love Canva around here. We actually have an episode we'll link in the show notes about Canva specifically. Yes. Um, we need to do an updated Canva. Yes, we do. Video. I think the last episode was like five ways you can use Canva for your business. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, cool. Hey, this has been a great episode. Mm -hmm. Lauren, I'm very happy that we dove into this. Let us know if you have any questions or comments. We'd love to uh, connect with you as well as answer any any questions around Zoom or recording or the process of content creation after that fact um, we would love to help you out with that so uh, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review that helps us and gets in front of other people as well that could use this content so if you have somebody a friend make sure to share it with them we would uh, definitely appreciate it so until next week we will uh, we'll see you later thanks Swiftin, uh, Tranquility Base here the Eagle has landed